Okay, everybody, this is Garrett Sussman. Holy moly, holy moly it is. This is my first episode that I'm hosting for the Rankable Podcast. We have an awesome guest who's joining us today, but before we introduce Mark and all the wonders he's doing in the local SEO world, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Jared Thomas, who really started Rankable from the get-go. He founded this baby. He nurtured it. This was his baby. And he's had, over the last couple of years, so many great guests, so many great episodes. It's a huge responsibility to continue this on. And Mark, who's also a podcaster, knows it's like when you do a podcast and you invest so much time and everything into it, it's it's really important to you. It really is personal. So uh, just first off, I want to invite Mark Bielan, the founder of Search Lab Agency Digital, basically based out of Chicago. It is this awesome um, boutique agency that focuses primarily on local SEO, but also has a ton of PPC services, as well as provides training and education and workshops and uh, just as making the community a better place. Mark, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. And I mean, I would totally second your, your, uh, your comments about Jared. I was, you know, I'm a fan of like of yours and everybody in the podcasting, you know, the SEO podcasting business. And I always I, like, it's a real honor to be on this because it's a great show. I've, I've been a fan for a long time. And so, uh, I know you from, from being on my show. So this is going to go really great. And like, just, this is an awesome show that you guys have at Apple Rank. Thanks, man. And and so so Mark does suds and search where he talks about a ton of people in the industry. And I love the whole kind of idea behind the show where and I was on there, you know, basically you grab a drink and you talk about what you what you're passionate about in your professional life. And you know, sometimes not. Sometimes it goes all over the place. But before I ask you a little about bit about your background, background, Mark, like tell me the the origin of suds and search and how long you've been doing it and, and what you love about it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's really a show about a place. That's how it started. So my office in I live in Chicago and my office is just north of Wrigley Field. And all it is around us are agencies like Search Lab and microbreweries and not much else, like some houses, maybe that's about it. And so, you know, we like uh, after work, you kind of go have a beer and you talk to these other agency people and you kind of have these. I was like, these are where the really cool conversations are having. You just kind of let your hair down. It's more my speed. I don't really like the real like stuffy, you know, try and get you on a podcast with the hardest question ever. I like it to just be like casual, like we're having a beer and hanging out and we're talking, we're trying to improve our as, as professionals. And so the idea was, what if we could make that kind of casual conversation a show and everyone else could just be a fly on the wall for that kind of conversation? And so and we so many of them are great. I mean, I love the episode. Sorry, continue. No, so so we started out and it was like a video show. We would video in the pubs around my office, which had the had a benefit. It was horrible audio-wise, Garrett. Like the, <laughs> there are all these cavernous things. They they're working while you're doing it, but the look of it was kind of cool. All the all the pubs looked pretty neat. Uh, but then COVID happened and it was like I had no show. I was dead in the water. And so Fortunately, our vice president of search, Greg Gifford, was like, you know, this is actually an opportunity. If we turn this into a, a video show, you can go national and then ultimately like international. Like we've had people from all over the world on um, and you can talk to all the like Greg's super, super connected to all the speaker world. And so had all, all his friends on. You've been on. Mike King's been on and you know, like everybody, like 
all the people if i started a list when i started that says in search was like these are the people i most want to have on i think i've checked just about every box so far so um it's really fun it's my favorite part of my job and i always learn something from the guests too i think it's been i think it's been really good you know as i think about it it's like it, it impacts my actual regular life like i'm more curious i ask more questions i feel like it just it just has been it's been a real journey but i'm really proud of the show and you know, really proud of the episode we filmed. It's been it's been a real, really fun experience. It, I mean, it, you can tell that you enjoy it. You ha, you're su you're such a great host because with hosts, a lot of times it's it's easy where they just want to hear themselves speak, and so you're really good at kind of engaging and bringing out those insights from the people that you're talking to, which isn't easy, especially when you have such you know dynamic guests that you're talking to and you just you want to you want to have that conversation i love it if you had to point someone aside from my episode and mike's episode if you had to point someone to one of your all-time favorites and they wanted to go through your catalog what, what were one or two of your favorite episodes that they should check out yeah i'm not even kidding when i say like mike king was my favorite he's like my favorite <laughs> seo speaker he was like my favorite so that that one i did like tons and tons of prep because i was like I had been following him since like 2012 or something like that. He wrote a blog post that I can remember being like, who the fuck is this guy? He's amazing. And so uh, that that is uh, no joke. I'm not just saying that because because of uh, this episode. I think another one that really was amazing. I think Eli Schwartz was a recent one that was really, really good. He's such a smart guy. Um, Noah Lerner is like a, a buddy of mine who did an awesome job. A lot of the local SEO ones are really, really popular. Um, and so, you know, Joy Hawkins or Blake Denman or Ben Fisher, all those. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's like asking me to pick my favorite child, to be honest with you, Gary. They're all pretty good. I, I try to I try to make them. Uh, I try to pour a lot into my of myself into each one of them. I, I know. I know exactly what you mean, because like by the end of it, a long times when you have that connection, you feel like you've become friends with that person. And, totally. and yeah, you, and I mean, you know, you meet these people ahead of time. But yeah, like that, that one podcast can be like, OK, that's how we met. That's how we're on the same page. Yeah, it's amazing. So like we were at uh, I was in PubCon, Florida, and the amount of people who like I never met them, but I had them on my show. So I'm like, we're friends. We just got of picked up where we left off. And it was, you know, it's kind of the nature of the the format too is like I, I try not to make it like i'm this like walter cronkite or something like that i try and make it like we're just two people hanging out and and talking about our work and i'm genuinely curious about what you do um and so it's it's uh it, it makes for an easy like relationship building and and the funny thing is like and we had the same thing last time when i was on your podcast but when you get two podcast hosts together like it's easy to just talk right. podcast the whole time but <laughs> i want to know a little bit about seo so how did you get into the industry in the first place like you've been doing this for a hot minute both marketing and SEO. yeah, yeah. i've been doing this. i started in 2007 so i'm i've been i've been at it a while i worked for a company called local launch um which was a great starter like my like the guy who trained me and the other PPC analyst was Brad Geddes, who's like unbelievable. I, you know, still to this day, I feel like I was so lucky to be there and kind of get that sort of training. And so, Local Launch was bought by RH Dolly Makes the Yellow Pages. If you, I don't know if there's a lot of history buffs on here, but 2007, 2008, giant crash. The Yellow Pages went under. So, that business uh, went under and I had no job really. One of I had been promoted a couple of times. And so one of the departments I was in was doing really well. And so a couple of buddies of mine 
from that department started up an agency in 2009. And so I worked there for like eight years and it was an awesome, it was an awesome experience, but it was a little bit like I started, I was 25 then I was like 33 when I left, uh, the work, you know, work hard, play hard balance was a little out of whack. And so, uh, by that time I had been married, I had a kid. I was like, guys, we gotta, like, I gotta get going. Like I gotta get a career going. Like we're just kind of fooling around here too much. And so, uh, you know, I think if, I, I don't mean to like step on that place. Like, I, I really yeah. like, I really, I really liked it there. I really uh, value all that, that experience, but it was just like, you're a very different person when you're 25 and when you're 33, I'll put it that way. And yeah. so in 17, I started search lab and that was, I'm, I'm the only, only owner of it. It's grown really, really fast. Uh, we have some of the, you know, some really big names. We have 31 employees, uh, offices in Chicago and Dallas. And you, you know, you, I'm like the fourth most famous person in my own company. Like you probably heard of, heard of Greg, Greg Gifford and Mark Irvin are kind of our two big thought leaders. Uh, Greg, they both speak at like 20 conferences. Yes. Nuts. How, how popular both of those guys are. And uh, working with them is like one of my favorite things to do. So it's been awesome. It, and it's really cool. I mean, like local SEO in its own right is this niche, but you were also doing PPC and I, you, yeah. you, you did both, right? Like yeah. were you weren't, were you a generalist or did you specialize one and then the other in your career? I'm more of an SEO than a PPC, but I was definitely a general. I mean, like, like you gotta understand like startup cultures. Like I was the director of PPC, the director of SEO, the director of sales, the director of HR, the director of finance. Like I had every job that you could have. And so I, I, as soon as I could fire myself from director of PPC, I did. And then, uh, since then got more focused on SEO and then, you know, now I'm, now I'm more kind of just running the business and working with these two guys. That's too fun. And, and, and we, we won't tell Mark about uh, uh, your preference for SEO, just, you know, That's right. yeah. but, but like, what was it? Like, what do you like about SEO over PPC or like what, you know, no one take it personally, but we're, we're an SEO agency here too. So no, but like, what, why w was that your preference? What, what kind of like drew you in? I, this is going to be a, I wish I had a good answer. It was really just that I was, it was really just that I was better at it. And like, I, I, I liked the, you know, I, I felt like I could make a bigger movable need, needle move for my clients. So like, I, I felt like there was more value that I could provide that way. You know, like basically once I, once we hired Mark, I thought I was, I still, I'm pretty good at PVC, but I realized I got a lot of blind spots. Like I had a lot of like outdated. He's really, really smart. Um, whereas I kept up with SEO. And so I, I feel like I wish I had a great, like romantic. I just loved SEO, but really the, the answer was, I was just, I was just better at it. And, um, it played more to my strengths probably. That, that said, so when your clients come to you, like, you know, PPC and SEO can be done siloed independently, but an integrated strategy is typically going to be more successful. How, how do you navigate that when you're offering these two different services and they're such a strong core part of the agency? That's, that's the key, right? So there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of benefit to it. And I, like I'll say on sales calls, so I'll be like one plus one can equal three. If you have, uh, if you have these two services, it can be, yeah, you know, they can help each other. And so there's a plenty of, of ways that it can, you know, like you could think from an SEO point of view, I could go into a search terms report and get the real data when I'm trying to do keyword research. I could go into, uh, you know, I could, I could go through their ad copy when I'm trying to write title tags. Why do I want to just like 
wing it when I can look at all the ad copy and go, okay, this is the highest performing. That's how I want to write my, my H ones or something like that. So there's all of this research that you can get in real time, which is much better testing that helps the SEO program from like the SEO side of it. It's a lot more. I, th I think you get a lot more up and down the funnel. Like you can understand middle of funnel, top of the funnel a lot better than I think you can just from doing PBC. And so a lot of the experimenting that I think goes backwards is, you know, like from the PBC side to SEO, it's like, okay, what sort of middle of funnel, top of the funnel content is working? This might help me with my you know, display campaign. It might help me with my audience targeting. It might help me with um, you know, anything I want to do to try and get cheap clicks. And it makes sense because it's like with local, the keywords are so like you're not going to have as massive a universe as you would for like, you know, a, a e-commerce site with with hundreds of thousands of products. Like with local, it, it's so focused on both that geography and the, those key core services. There have been a lot of updates to the local SEO space in the last couple of years. How have you been evolving as an agency and what kind of direction do you think of like, like local SEO is really going? Well, it's amazing how many different things run through the local, the local algorithm now. Um, yeah. It's just like searches I would never think would be a local search are definitely local search now. So, you know, suffice to say, like, I, I think that I, I, it allows us to play in more areas. So, you know, really we, we focus mostly on, automotive dealerships, personal like injury attorneys, like there's basically like four verticals that we play in. But now we're like, well, we can get more into these like small business categories that we never considered before, because I usually thought that was the domain of like e-commerce or, you know, a big you know, traditional SEO. Uh, in terms of the changes, you know, it's, it, 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 it is, it is something that, that changes a lot on the fringes, but I feel like the, the core things you want to do yeah, like I, I, there's a, there's like a, a speech I always go with like new people. It's like major and majors and minor and minors. Like if you're really good at the main stuff, that didn't change that much. The minor stuff has changed a ton. Like there's a there's a zillion different features in GMB. There's a bunch of different kinds of like updates to the algorithm or whatever. But like it still comes down to like, do you have a strategy for getting local links? Do you have a strategy for getting more reviews? Do you have a content strategy? Do you have a good, you know, best practices in GMB that you're following and optimizations? from there on. So I, I, it's kind of a long winded answer, but I, I think like, you know, it, it, it stays interesting with these updates, but really having a good foundation and sort of like majoring in the major minoring in the minor, I think goes a long way to improving your results. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I mean, fundamentals in all of SEO, but especially in like local SEO is just getting those basics right and then growing from there. And then you can experiment, you know, with all the different tactics that might get you that much more revenue right. or that many more traffic or, uh, you know, direction requests. I have to ask, though, um, with being in automotive and having all the automotive clients, did your clients or did your agency have uh, any sort of reaction when it came out recently that Google was licensing all of the ad automotive data and pulling it into like local search results? Like, is that something that a client called you up is like, Mark, what the hell are we going to do about this? I'm not sure I'm allowed to do Like there are some things that, <laughs> there are some things that, uh, so Greg's a product expert. So like we get some, we get some, it's like, like this, to me, this was not new at all. So it was, we had been putting feeds into mobile devices for, I don't know, like, six months. So if you're on a mobile device, 
It wasn't Google didn't Google didn't like steal that somewhere. I gave it to we gave it to him. Like we 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 pushed it. We told our clients we could do it, and we got people to to show their inventory feeds on mobile devices. What's new is that now that happens on desktop, and that was like the big right. reaction where everybody's like, so. I don't know. I th I think it's awesome. It just makes the the like your knowledge panel better. It gives you more more options. Uh, it's a better, you know, more immersive experience for the searcher, and so we can give them more stuff in in the knowledge in the knowledge panel for sure. And I don't think it's so nefarious. I think the way that they get that is that we give it to them. So I don't think it's like they're not stealing it from some third party. When we do it, like we're giving, we're we're supplying that information. Yeah, I I, I totally understand that actually because it, it is like a don't hate. It's kind of like a don't hate the player, hate the game yeah. sort of situation. Like right. you're you're in, you're in the middle of it. And to your point, Craig's a product expert. So, you know, while he has his NDAs of what he can't talk about, it's just having that insight will inform your strategy, like kind of naturally. I, I'm curious though. So yesterday, actually, uh, Google had this whole on search presentation where they started talking about some more e-commerce that they are starting to roll out. And a lot of it actually kind of touched on local SEO. And you mentioned it briefly, but what direction do you see local SEO and e-commerce uh, or what role do you see e-commerce playing for local SEO as Google kind of gives small businesses more tools to sell? Yeah, I'm really interested in this topic. So there's a uh, local SEO named Damian Rollison who did, did a talk on this. So I want to make sure I give him credit, but it's becoming far more vertical specific. So if you think about what we just talked about in automotive, where now you can put your inventory into your knowledge panel. So like that's a humongous deal for all our automotive dealership clients. If you think about anytime you've done a search for a hotel, you'll see that's a different sort of a map listing. That's a different. So vertical specific searches are going to become more and more, I think, the thing, you know, like the unique needs for somebody in the trades, like. You, you might see a slightly different map pack. You might see a slightly different map pack for somebody who's you know, an attorney. And uh, I, I think there are unique things for each one of these kind of verticals that Google will begin to play with. And so e-commerce is a great example of it. Like if you're in retail, yeah, that could be a local search, but also we might want to just try and show you products. Google's not sure, right? They're, they're trying to figure out and test. Um, I, I think that yeah, I, Damien kind of introduced me to that concept, but I think that's the way of the future is like these vertical specific features within local. So becoming really, really knowledgeable, whether that's like for us, it's automotive. So it's like, we have to be so knowledgeable about every single feature that can, that an auto dealer can have. If you work with a lot of hotels and restaurants or something like that, you really have to know all the nuanced and, and esoteric features of GMB because your competitors are likely taking advantage of it. I, I completely agree, especially with hospitality. I'm glad you mentioned that because that that's been around for a while. And I mean, their entire like, like knowledge panels look different. The local pack looks different. The way they source reviews, I think they they almost tried a lot of things, especially because Google bought like the aggregator, and you know they want to get yeah. in that game anyway. Obviously, automotive was a next one. Which industry, if you had to predict, because I think it's it's kind of hard to know where Google's gonna like really make a significant change um like they did with hospitality and automotive if you had to guess what would be the next industry that that google really verticalizes it's a great question i think there's the trades are already kind of getting there like lsa's were like kind of the first yeah. foray into that um services uh, and yeah and so kind of making appointments taking like just to, 
sort of eviscerating Angie's list or that sort of a, that sort of a service or just using their monopoly power to do that kind of stuff seems like a logical place to go. Just expanding what they're already doing, frankly. Yeah. Um, and so I think the trades are right for disruption. I think like one of the things that I've noticed, <laughs> like so Google will have a problem with spam and in locals, like one of the, like the last frontier for spammers. If you're like in, in really like a black hat SEO, it's like the one place you can kind of still get away with stuff. And so a lot of times they'll solve their problems with spam with things like that make them more money, like LSAs or something like that. So why did the LSAs start? Those were like the most spammy things in GMB. And so I would say, as I just think about your question, I'm thinking about what are the most spammy and messed up things that they could maybe solve for it. Well, lawyers are definitely an option. The trades garage door repair. I was uh, gonna say locksmiths yeah, and garage yeah. doors. Right? Yeah, drug rehab is like another one yeah. that, that that could. I think drug rehab is the one that they that could certainly be disrupted because those are the horror stories. Those are the things that end up on the news. Those are the things that like, you know, they should. They have a. I think a a responsibility to do something about because there are these terrible examples of it. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but yeah, I think so I just said every single industry in local, <laughs> you, you asked me for what's the one. And I said like every single one, uh, no, but I, I would say if, if I thought about, it, I think the trades are the most ripe for disruption. I think that, you know, th th there's a good combination of everything I just said, spam, mm -hmm. uh, the need to kind of give consumers more information about these places, reviews, uh, that are legitimate. It's hard to find. And so some sort of a, a way to, to clear that up. I think I could see, uh, I could see the trades being right for disruption that's it and it's interesting you mentioned angie's because it's like i feel like with some of these review sites because they continue to be so important they almost have to get ahead of it like i feel like TripAdvisor kind of did a good job of getting ahead of the way they verticalized the hospitality industry um although you know it's not ideal it's going to be interesting if google continues to source those sites for reviews like they almost kind of need them because just having Google reviews, even though they are like a source of truth, to your point, there's Google isn't great at dealing with no. spam and dealing with moderating them. And oh. it might not even be in their self-interest to do that. That's always an interesting conversation with local SEOs is like, does Google actually care about the spam unless they're going to be making money off of it? I know. And it's, it's a... It, I've, I've talked to a lot of people on my show about it, but it's a, it's a fantastically hard problem. So I'll give you an example of what I mean. So it, I'm, I'm, I have never verified this, but one of the guests talked to me about it. I was like, if you do San Diego personal injury attorneys into Google, you'll see like all the listings say San Diego personal injury attorneys, San Diego personal injury and car accident attorney, like the exact name. And you're like, okay, well, that's all spam. That's really like, you know, Smith and Johnson PLLC, but actually no, they legitimately changed their name to take advantage of the relevancy signal from local. Like they went to that extreme to change the name. They're, they've got you know different, uh, you know, like stuff they're giving away. Like the, the sign on the door has changed and like it is actually that keyword rich. And so this is a really hard problem for Google, right? Like if they want to try and find, like you might be looking for San Diego personal injury attorneys. Like what do I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to give you the result. So I give them, I, I, I don't want to just like totally crap on Google. I think it's a hard problem that they're solving, but the, the, how does it actually work out in reality? The way that these are, these are dealt with are like consumer vigilantes like Jason Brown and Ben Fisher and people who go out and like, actually fix the problems for google that can't be the best we can do i mean that just seems like that just seems like unbelievable to me that like the the, the 
local SEOs like are really smart. They have like tons of skills that they can do. Uh, they, they could help businesses in a variety of ways. And what they're doing all day is just like suggesting an edit and like bringing down spammy listings. I can't believe this is the best we can do. So Google, I think will have to get better at this. They'll have to take some responsibility. Some of these areas I mentioned the, the drug rehabilitation. Sorry, I don't know that everybody listening realizes like how bad that can be. So drug rehab is a local SEO category. There's a horror story. I'm from Chicago. Um, horror story, the former coach of the Blackhawks was very close with his nephew. His nephew went to a drug rehab place. He thought turned out it was just a, it was just a scam. It was a total scam. The guy went there and ended up dead. So you have these, like you have these like horror stories um, and credit hat tip to Jason Brown, who, who talks a lot about that story. Um, but you have these horror stories where it's not so much. It's just like, that's oh, kind of tacky, you know, business maneuvering. Like this could be like legitimate fraud, legitimate like problems. So I can't imagine that this sort of uh, status quo that's going on right now, which is like Mark Bielan and Garrett Sussman are going to hang up on this call. after we had like a really cool talk about SEO and we can get into the weeds on a bunch of different topics, but we're the ones who have to go out and like actually suggest that and clean up Google's mess. Like they've got to do a little bit better. I, I can't imagine this will be this will be sustainable. I'm, I'm with you in the sense of like, it is a really hard problem. And obviously like going back to, to the presentation yesterday at answers, they talk about all of these like contextual algorithms that, you know, perhaps eventually the technology will get there. Well, can, where it can identify from a variety of factors like the spam, but like, as of right now, it's an issue. You think about even just healthcare in general and how hard it is to find like a doctor, you know, the, the issue there is like in America is like, finding a doctor who's on your insurance, right. who's actually good for not only practicing medicine, but like has some good bedside manner and they right. don't have jerks in the, in the, you know, administrative. And I don't think, I don't think there's anywhere that that makes that easy. If you, if you've gone to try and find a doctor recently. So I wouldn't be shocked if Google does that. The other thing that, that came to mind, which made me laugh when you were talking about is like changing the business names. It, you mentioned the yellow pages. It makes me think of that, like back in the day when people, when businesses would change their name to start with A to be at the front of the yellow pages. I mean, this is basically the digital version of that, right? Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, I can remember back to those local launch days and like even our most of our clients early on at, at, at Evolving were like, we had like, we'll, we'll put them in alphabetical order. We had like, let's say we had 25 clients, 17 started with A. You know, it was like everybody, everybody was from the... <laughs> The yellow pages is like, yeah. So this, these sort of like shenanigans in, in local small business advertising, you're right to say this has been going on for a very long time. There's a reason why you always see those like AAA best, you know, best plumbers of whatever city. So it's, it, it used to be like this hack in the yellow pages. So now this is just the new, the new frontier on this stuff. And I would hope that with technology, they could do a better job though. Yeah. And, and it's like reviews. As long as reviews actually matter, people are going to be spent or like try to, you know, game the system, buy them, whatever. And if there's no consequence, like, and they actually right. improve your rankings, then that'll continue to happen. So as we get to the end, I do want to pivot real quick because y'all are growing, as you mentioned, yeah. like the last four years, it's, it's been like a fast paced growth. And, and I noticed just the other day, Greg and you were, were, you know, throwing out to the interwebs being like, we're hiring for SEOs. I'm curious because it seems like right now there is a lot of people who are looking for SEO talent and, and it's hard. It's one of the best times to be an SEO. What advice would you give to SEOs who are looking for jobs? Like what are you guys looking for 
in an ideal SEO when it comes to talent, culture, fit? Like, what do you need at Search Lab? Yeah, there's there, that's complex question. So, like for me, sure. I would say like I want to make sure you're a core values fit for our organization. What does that mean? Like everybody talks about core values, but that in in really simple terms, what that means is it's somebody I'm going to want to hang out with for eight hours a day. Like I don't want to hang around with like an egotistical asshole or somebody who's like always playing politics or somebody who's like super lazy or whatever. So the first thing is we try to set up core values and the idea behind the core values are like, we're going to be, enjoy being around this person for eight hours a day. Um, behind those sort of like behavioral soft skills, you know, you know, we are looking for somebody who's smart, who's demonstrated, like we don't really, as of right now, anyway, we don't hire anybody without experience. So we want you to, we're going to ask you about like how you've your demonstrated performance. What did you do? Not just that you worked somewhere, but tell me about a time when you actually delivered results for a client or you actually, okay, it says here you did link building. Tell me about how you did it and how you were successful. I want to hear about your demonstrated performance. And so those are the, those are the most important things to me. And then after that, I just want to see that you've got passion. I mean, like this is a, this is an industry where your passion can take you so far. I mean, like if you're, I don't know that I'm, I'm like a state school guy, a beast dude. Like I, I just, I, I loved doing this from the word go. I'm curious. I don't have a humongous ego. I always like, just like want to learn. I just want to get better. And I've seen so many people with that similar story where it's like, they just had, I mean, one of, I, I, you guys at the beginning, what was my favorite episode? And I mentioned Noah Lerner, like one of the reasons, Noah Lerner is very, very smart. Uh, but like one of the reasons I love that episode is when you talk to Noah, he is on fire passionate about SEO and about helping people. People with that sort of attitude, you're like, I, I'll take less experience. I'll take, you know, maybe you didn't score really great on the evaluation or whatever, but like, I'll take you because the, the passion can take you so far. So I'm trying to gauge that as well. And then, you know, I don't know, sort of, <laughs> sort of the typical, you know, like the typical yeah. boring HR things, I guess, other than that. Love those typical boring HR. No, but it's so it's so true about our industry with local SEO. There definitely seems to be this theme around wanting to give back and caring about small businesses because so many of our local SEO clients, like, sure, there's a ton of like awesome franchises out there, but or like just you know, national brands, but so much of local SEO is all about that individual small business who is just trying to succeed and bring their passion. And and I feel like you see that in any of the you know, speakers in the industry or probably that helps that, that a lot of them are Canadian. I feel like there are a lot of Canadian local SEOs and they're like the nicest people ever. You're, you're close up there. <laughs> I'm close. I mean, I grew up in Detroit. I was like, right. <laughs> we used to go to Canada when I was 19 because you could drink there before you were 21. So no, I mean like it's uh you're so right. I don't know what it is about the local SEO community. Everyone's nice. And so we're at a great point. Like Sterling sky is like, you know, another really well-known, there, as you mentioned in Canada, I probably had like five people from Sterling Sky on my show. Like we're very good friends with them. Yeah. Greg speaks at local U. Like we're just trying to advance this industry. We're not really, I'm, I've never once, like I'm a, I can be a competitive guy. I used to be an athlete and everything like that. I've never once looked at somebody from Sterling Sky and been like anything other than like, you're good people. And I love, like, I love collaborating with you. And I want to like, let's, let's try and do something to advance the industry and advance local SEO. Cause I think you know, why, why are we hiring so much and why is everybody hiring so much? Like this is a new industry still. Right. So it's not even close to like mature. It's, it's We've got years to go. And so I'm really focused as just like a, an agency owner on 
improve like improving the industry and making sure it's as well known as possible because there's no i mean we're, we're just at the very beginning stages of this i i i 100 agree that's a, that that's a great place to end just because it's it's a massive pie and it's like it's big enough where everyone can get their slice everybody can win and you and you get that vibe in our local seo community mark i love what you're doing i love the team you put together you are just the the nicest man ever um if as we get to the end, if someone wants to find you online, where do you hang out on socials? What's the what's the best way to get in touch? So I'd love to connect with you on Twitter. My handle is at mblin, and check out my my our blog. We have two video series on Tuesday. Greg has a video series called Local Search Tuesdays. On Thursday, Suds and Search comes out. Mine's a little bit more of like a we'll have people on from every kind of digital marketing field. Greg's is very very specifically about uh, local search. So. Uh, we're trying to put out really good content and I'll be, you know, I'll be on Twitter. I'll be on LinkedIn. Those are kind of my two main ones. Yeah, I love it. And any, and Mark is doing, is doing the tour these days. Catch him at, at the next like local conference somewhere. But Mark, thank you so yeah. much for being my guest. You, you are uh, a pleasure to talk to you. Great. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the show, so I'm really honored to be on it. And uh, you know, just it's great to connect with you like i feel like i'm 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 talking like i said at the beginning i'm talking to a buddy and so this has been i've really enjoyed the conversation i love it. cheers thank you again and to the rest of you thanks for coming out we appreciate it keep checking out rankable like we've got a great lineup for the rest of the season uh next week we've got brian dean joining us it's going to be pre-recorded but really excited about that episode so hope you all have a great rest of your thursday and we will see you soon all right thanks garrett